calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Good morning, LUQ fans. Kip Killigan here, and welcome back to more live action and adventure. It's a balmy hot one out there, so we're ready to keep you cool with some minty fresh quests. To my left is my co-host and dear friend, the five-tier LUQ legendary veteran who works out with his forks out, Stormclad Thundertongue. Kip, what are you talking about? It's cold as an ice devil's dick out there. We got a foot of fresh snow, and the wind's gotta be like a DC-12 strength check. Right you are, Storm, here above the Godswell Mountain, but we're headed to the northern sandy beaches of Alcara to follow the mortal dawn as they hunt down a clutch of missing Drakkar eggs. I hope when the MD finds who or whatever stole those eggs, they introduce him to Garlemal. Taking kids like their gold coins is just about as low as it gets. Those babies need their mommy. Aw, I never knew you had such a soft spot for the kids, Storm. Of course I do. Kids are the future. They're cute, they're dumb, and they're honest. Plus, baby Drakkar are extra cute, like pointy, wailey little death kittens. Climbing and squawking like animals as soon as they're out of the shell makes human babies seem kind of, you know, slow going. Well, the only way to find out if the next generation is safe is to see how the Mortal Dawn work their way out of the tricky situation they find themselves in. Let's take a look right now. Mortal Dawn is standing on the gem coast of Alcara, on the trail of an egg thief. But at present, they are facing off against 30 trained assassins with weapons leveled at them, before a figure stepped forward. A familiar face from your past, Dalazir the Midnight Viper, who has welcomed you to the den of the Midnight Vipers. As the warriors in the cliffside slowly begin to lower their crossbows, as he holds up his leading hand gesture, and then gestures it to you friendly and says, Welcome to my home. What brings you to the Gem Coast? We're hunting for an M.L. Akra. What is that? An egg thief. Someone has stolen eggs from the Dragonborn. Oh, he kind of points further up the coast. Drakkar is maybe a hundred miles that way. Where are the Dragonborn near here? That is a very little concern to you. Suffice to say that it was here. Knowing the information, perhaps I can help you. I do owe you a bit of a debt. Maybe an hour and a half, two hours back that way. Ah, Menra. I hope you are faring well in Menra. There are many sinister blades hiding in the shadows in that town. There are many sinister blades hiding in the shadows here. Yes, but I control them here. This is my organization, in full. And he gestures to someone and says, It's okay. We may not keep them around long, but I owe them a life debt. At that, uh, as soon as I see their arms go down, my mm -hmm. arms go down, and as soon as they do, I close my fists and they begin to smolder. No, it's like, it's like putting out a cigarette exactly. in the palm of your hand. Exactly. Well, the sun is going down. Do you need a place to rest for the evening? 
We would rather find our quarry. Hmm. What is it you seek besides the egg thief? Do you know, are they traveling by ship? Are they... Uh... A bipedal aquatic humanoid of some kind. Fish-like. Fish-like, but with a tail. Not Sahuagin. Yes, yes. Uh, me and my brothers and sisters, we have seen much activity on the beaches lately. We stay to the cliffs, especially during the season when the dragon turtles, uh, they hatch. Very dangerous to be near. I'm sure you learned the hard way. I look at their marred faces. <laughs> yeah, Arvid's like radish red and just like skin peeling. Hyrithax <laughs> <laughs> is molting. <laughs> they are very strong for newborns. Odds are your people are going to have to do some talking and thinking before they're able to give us a clear answer on where we should go. I think maybe now is a good time for rest. Yes, of course. Uh, we will make a fire and I will tell you what I can. We will have a stew prepared. Uh, join us. And he leads you back to inside the caves. There's actually some series of fairly well-refined underground bases for several soldiers to be traveling around the cliffs in secret. Lots of underground tunnels and secret exits. Where did you go? Other than here, obviously. Oh, when I went through that portal, I had the strangest of dreams. Visceral realities, moments from my past. I feel like it changed me. We all came out changed. I pull up my sleeves and I show him my arms. I see, I see. Indeed. You did uh, not have those when last I saw you, tall one. I shake my horns. <laughs> yes, and he pulls his sleeve back and he holds out his arm and you see what looks like kind of raised skin uh, in the shape of a dark snake wrapped around his arm. Did that come for any special abilities? Ah, yes. And he says, kind of rubbing his fingers and you see like just like a moisture forming between his fingertips. It seems that the venom of the Midnight Viper is now a part of me. That must make intimacy difficult. <laughs> My whole life has made intimacy difficult. Oh! <laughs> and uh, there is a communal fire with a large pot of stew that is going, and he offers each of you a bowl. Mm, I require private fires. <laughs> VIP <laughs> fires. Red velvet rope fire. Um, but yeah, it's just a fine fish stew. Nothing too fancy. This is where my brothers and sisters work. We do our best to get slaves out of the city. Sometimes we ferry them to the ocean to be picked up by ships. Admirable work. It is our goal to make sure that those who are poor in Alcara get the best life they can. What do you know of Habakima? Habakima? Mm -hmm. That is a name I know very well. He has a very long reputation as one of the most powerful and wealthy men in all of Menra. What about his insistence on not using slaves? I believe that this was forced upon him some decades ago. When mm -hmm. he was a young, wealthy man, his family left him with a lot of money. And he had a reputation of being a very cruel slave owner. He was one of the few who punished things with death. Do we have any reason to believe that he is not what he says he is? I believe he has changed, but it is a forced change. The Alcaran house has nearly stripped him of all of his wealth and titles, unless he made a dramatic shift. Now he makes it his reputation to be very kind and pays his slaves. Mm. But they are still slaves, in my eye. I see. He is forced to be kind. Kindness forced is still kindness. I will take it, yes. Though I would not be sad if his wealth was distributed instead of hoarded. Fucking Marxists. <laughs> so you seek fish creatures that travel along the coast. My friends, I have seen things like this. The Kiwatoa particularly lately have been quite active along the beach. I thought that might be the guess. I don't know much about these kinds of creatures. In fact, other than name and general physical description, I'm pretty much blank. What can you tell us about them? What I know of the Kiwatoa I have dealt with in the past is they are a very religious people. They tend to live their lives for the sea gods. They don't tend to trade with other groups or deal with humans or elves in general. They keep to themselves. Can you think of any reason why they want the Dakar eggs? 
The ones that I saw were acting strangely. They do not usually come onto the beach or carry weapons in plain sight. These ones, they had weapons with them. Like they were coming and going, especially in that direction. He says, pointing out of the cave to the ocean. And there's a series of islands out there. One of them in particular that's quite a ways out is larger. And you see that what looks like the ruins of an old building out there. I never used to see any kind of living activity out there. But lately, at night, I think I see lights. So they're nocturnal. Oh, they are whatever they need to be. The Kiwatoa live underwater. Day and night is not too different to them on the surface. <sighs> I was hoping that we could strike at night instead of sleeping in. But now I'm worrying that this might be a disadvantage for us rather than an advantage. Or at least maybe for these two, as I point at uh, Kristen Arvin. This does not seem like activity I would expect of the Kiwatawa. Perhaps there is something else at play. Every hour we wait could be a problem. If they have these eggs, do you think it would be for eating? I do not think the... Well, the Kiwatawa, they would eat things like eggs and meat. I think they would have a reverence for sentient creatures. I imagine they have quite a bit of respect for the Dakar. Not cannibals, then? I do not think so. Well, that is something. Uh, Chris pulls out the stone coin thingy. The eyeball? Yeah. Look, um, have you seen anything like this? Mm, that's an ominous symbol. Uh, it is not something familiar to me. Oh. Mm. It almost looks religious, like a holy symbol. Mm. What kind of eye is it? Uh, it looks humanoid, very wide, large pupil. Not a fish eye, then. No. <laughs> okay. Worth a check. Mm -hmm. Well, if you want, I can loan you one of our rafts and you can ferry yourselves out to the island. That might be necessary. Ugh, we were going to get a uh, water-breathing spell, but it looks like that is well past its uh, expiration date. Mm. I believe one of us still has that option, though. And don't we have one of those artifacts? Ooh. Yes, I think my conch can do it. The? I think so. How many times? I think it's once a day. It might be once a day. But it lasts for 10 hours, I think. I think water breathing lasts for 24. Yeah. Once. That is not going to be enough. We might as well not have it at all. It can affect more than one person. That? It, it could affect the entire group of us. I believe it lasts for a day. That is damn fine. I like this. A powerful trinket indeed. But yes, I will uh, loan you one of my rafts. And uh, whether or not you return it, I suppose, is not important as I owe you a debt. But... Uh, Maybe we can be more squaresies. We probably won't need your raft past this unless it is destroyed. That is fair. They are not very expensive. They are made to be hidden under the sands. It turns out that the League of Ultimate Questing is good pay. I can tell based on the new trinkets you carry with you. Da, look at these threads! Very nice. <laughs> Fancy indeed. New weapons and armor top to bottom. How nice for you. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, your people are suffering. <laughs> I'm surprised you did not say this. <sighs> Sometimes you get tired of saying it. <laughs> da. Well, there's two ex-slaves here. I'm sure we can uh, do our best to try and help out the less fortunate where possible. Mm -hmm. If you have some kind of legitimate business dealings or people we should keep an eye out for, let me know. Just understand Habakima's background when you deal with him. Of course. He's a different person now, but he comes from a very dark place. Hmm. This explains Mina's demeanor a bit more. <clears throat> yes, I would imagine those who work under him fear who he once was. A change could happen at any time with those men. Well, we will rest for the evening, and in the morning, we will see you off. I do not know if we should wait that long. It may be advantageous for us to wait for you to prepare spells you can use underwater. If I'm being honest, I do not think I have that much. Anything I prepare, it'll just be shifting from one thing to another. Um, if I don't take a moment to 
Ah, uh, heal these burns, then I will need to use one of my potions before we go in. I feel that a short rest would be enough. Da? So you want to use some hit dice. Um, you can all take a short rest with the Midnight Vipers. So I have a question about taking a short rest. Mm-hmm. Um, I get my spell slots back on a short rest. Yep. Can I cast Prayer of Healing before the rest and then regenerate it at the end of the rest? Yeah. Okay. Totally. I do that. Cool. Yeah. And um, remember, with your magic hat, you can automatically maximize one of those D12s, which would give you just 14 for one of them. Haruthax casts Prayer of Healing. Is anyone besides me and Arvid hurt? Is it just the two of us? Okay. I heal both of us for 26 with that spell. Oh, yeah. We're, we're gold. So you probably only need, yeah, one hit die, and you don't even have to maximize it. So after casting the Prayer of Healing and taking a short rest with the Midnight Vipers, you find yourselves feeling a lot better and back up to full. Um, and leading you to the beach with a couple of his helpers, you see Dalazir go to one of the croppings of beach rocks and reach under it and just like nothing, like it's made of foam, lifts it up, and there are a couple of rafts tucked in in a secret compartment under the sand. And he slides one out and pulls out a pair of oars. And the group of the three slide it into the ocean. And it's just kind of floating there. Make your way to the island. Be careful. A long time ago, it was once a kind of holding cell, a prison of sorts. But that was a very long time ago. Since then, it has been a lighthouse. And since then, it was destroyed by a storm. So Hmm. no one lives out there. Haunted? I do not know. Probably haunted. (laughs) Prison. So yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, lighthouse. Lots of lighthouses are haunted. Hmm. I did not know this. Well, now it is just ruins. Lots of ruins are haunted, too. <laughs> Everything is fucking haunted here. Yeah. The overworld people. It's like your predators don't even bother to eat the soul. Well, it <laughs> keeps me... Ah! Oh, sorry, that was just <laughs> terrifying. It does seem wasteful. <laughs> oh. I just love the idea that all three of your characters are suddenly now imagining what kind of thing is in the Underdark that's oh. like, oh, I'm not going to let this perfectly good soul go to the waste. <laughs> <laughs> Ruth Axe is like, that's what keeps me in business. <laughs> well, I wish you luck in finding your missing ex. I'm glad we were able to see you again. Like, see you, not just your footprints running through the sand. Sure, I genuinely thought you were all dead. <laughs> Well, catch us on the League of Ultimate Questing if you want to see our escapades. We don't get much TV out here, but I will do it again. I'll keep an eye on the wanted posters to see yours. You will not find me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with a wave goodbye, they push you out into the water. And it's a little choppy getting out the first, you know, 30, 40 feet. But after that, it levels out quite a bit. Um, and it's starting to get to be dark out. The moon is high in the sky, illuminating the water with a bright blue. And uh, it takes you the better part of an hour to row out to this island. The strongest of you putting your backs and forearms into the rowing. Thank you, Arvin. <laughs> um, of course. And Morty is balancing on the raft the best he can. And he's being well trained to not move around too much because he him shifting easily changes the entire weight <laughs> of this whole raft. And I'm going to have all of you make me a perception check, please, as you make your way towards the island. Even worse oh. than I thought. I thought it was an eight and it was a three. Oh. Natural 20. Hey. Perception? Mm-hmm. Bam, 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 bam. 10. 15. All right. Well, with the 20, um, as you're getting close, you're all cautiously keeping your eyes towards the island and behind you. And uh, Chris, for a moment, you see what looks like near the island, some dark shapes moving in the water. And as you get close, they just vanish. Like there was something maybe near the surface for a moment and then it goes away. Uh, did Did you see that? Did uh, This is a television show. You were obligated to say, we've got company or we're not alone in here. <laughs> 
<laughs> or maybe I smell something fishy. Yeah. yeah. Oh. That would also be acceptable. Or I've got a very bad feeling about oh, that. That's also go. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's also good. I knew God, I should have stayed bad. home today. Yay! <laughs> I was thinking that exact thing. Thank you. Oh, see, I should have said, hey, oh, Carlos to the, to the fishy thing. Damn. <laughs> Let's keep all that in, please. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. I think we should. Uh, but the raft does safely moor up onto the stones of the island. And there's a very quiet building in front of you. It looks like the top has been completely rended off of what was once maybe a five-story tower. Now there's maybe a story and a half. Well, this is not ominous. Hmm. Let's go. Yes. Where to go is forward. Very good. We want to see if Marty can smell the fishy smell. Ah, oh, very, very good. Um, Morty, do you... Uh- do you want to? Yeah. The duration of your spell has ended, but you can kind of yeah. tell with Morty. He's like sniffing around, wagging his tail, being like, All right, let's go. Before we go, let's determine the formation and plan. Hey, that's what we were talking about that one time. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Good idea. I invoke armor shadows. If these are Kotoa, then there is probably going to be a lot of them. I'm guessing it's not just going to be a few. Are they big? I don't know. Well, guessing uh, based off what the dragonborn said probably fairly do not they, huge do they have um like acid breath or like fire breath or like we water? probably should have asked does anybody know anything about kyoto i don't heard of them in passing i don't they're big fish people whatever they have is are probably water big magical fish people i don't think they are particularly magical themselves but i'm guessing that they are not alone if they're acting oddly that usually means that there's something in control at least in my experience hmm Something might be pushing them. Also, if they're religious, I know what z- religious zeal can do to people. Are they afraid of any animals? They're fish. So I should be... Um... Can you be land shark? <laughs> arr, 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 arr. Jossum! That <laughs> 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 would be pretty jossum. <laughs> you notice that Morty was sniffing around near the uh, edge of the water and walks over to Arvid with something in his mouth and drops it down. Good boy. What is it? It looks like a really frayed, waterlogged leather whip with barbs on the end of it made of sharp driftwood. Does somebody have that little piece of leather? From I pull that out. It looks very similar, like it might have been ripped off a similar weapon. These boys use whips. Are the barbs poisoned? They just look like they're sharp wood. Okay. They would suck to be hit with, but they don't have like noxious. <laughs> well, these would suck. That's <laughs> <laughs> your medical opinion. Yeah. <laughs> My medical opinion is this would blow. <laughs> um... Nokia. So, I'm thinking, usually, as, as per usual, you being up front is a good idea. Unfortunately, there's probably not going to be a lot of light. The question is, do we want light? I can cast light on your objects to give us a torch, but uh, this could be uh, revealing us before we need to. Mm. Or we go in uh, swords of blazing. <laughs> I mean, you, you can sheath a lit sword and it quenches the light till you pull it, but... Mm. Well, maybe I should not join the first entry and I should hang back and be ready if you folks need to fight um, because there are delicate eggs in the balance and um, if somebody could go in more sneakily, it'd be less likely that they could be crushed or somehow other harmed in the... Duh, rather than the ram in the proverbial egg shop. Let's definitely (laughs) try not to shatter the eggs. All right, well, it looks like the door is completely hanging loose off of its hinges and with a light breeze would be pushed out of your way. I will take up the front. Do you want to take up the rear? Chris can uh, can be in the middle. Arvid, you follow at a good distance, just in case. Yeah. Okay. Are you sure you need to take Chris? Because he does not he does not have um, the ability to see in such darkness. Is that right? That is why he's in the middle. Oh. Okay. Also, body system. 
If I say charge, everybody moves to side of whatever tunnel or hallway we are in, and you just simply go bowling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. High five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, Morty. Nah, Morty can follow. Mm. He's going to go with you? Okay, Morty. Yes. Be yes. a good, I'll... quiet dog. I say in, in middle with Chris, because yes. Morty can see in low light. Yes. No bork. No mm. bork, Morty. Hey, buddy. How are you doing? Yeah, he'll kind of guide you along as you put it. I mean, he smells real good, too. Not mm. not that he smells good, but he smells good. He smells <laughs> <sighs> He's also like a little bit wet with sea yeah, air and say, water. So wet, he's, salty dog. He's at his worst as far as fragrance goes. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right. So the, the formation is made and you all enter the ruins of this old lighthousey tower. Um, and as you push it aside, the door just kind of topples off and falls to the side. And you see a very round entrance hall. The stone of the floor is somewhat uneven, like with time. It's had lots of heavy pieces fall down onto it. There are chunks and piles of stone from the debris of the upper floors. There's a very intact staircase that kind of spirals up not too far, and you can see part of the second floor above you. It looks like it's mostly covered, but the rest of it's just completely destroyed. And you can see on the stairs leading down what looks like some wet and very damaged pieces of paper have been kind of like scattered down the top few steps. Investigate those papes. Okay. You uh, move your way up the steps and it looks like they're waterlogged and some of them have been like ripped in half and they're just covered in notes in various languages with drawings. Some of them are common. Um, a lot of the other ones you don't recognize. Does it look like shipping manifests or something more sinister? No, these look more scientific. Mm. Almost like charts and blueprints, but to things that are very alien to you. Um, and from this vantage point, you can see what's left of the second floor is been renovated. Like the walls are covered with these wet, waterlogged, ruined charts, maps, uh, drawings of symbols. And it looks like there's a metal structure that looks like a large tube that kind of expands as it goes out of one of the windows. But it's been burned or scorched in some way and smashed. It looks like there's a little tiny hole at the end of it. Um, to the those of us that would know, it would be like a, a telescope but it's been lit on fire or smashed somehow. And there are some desks that have been tipped over and various items scattered about. I just imagine somebody sitting there with a bick trying to burn a telescope. And it's like, this just isn't doing it. Right? <laughs> Not flammable, this telescope. <laughs> so there's some kind of makeshift lab here. Okay. Is there anything worth investigating here? Certainly. Um, if you want to figure out what's on some of these sheets of paper. How big is this yeah. telescope? Uh, it looks like it's about four feet off the ground and it probably weighs like a hundred pounds because it's made of metal. So not like, uh, not just like collapse that bad boy and throw it in my bag kind of thing. <laughs> no, no, no. This is quite statuesque. Um, but also not like an ast astronomical telescope. Not like a Hubble telescope. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's just strolling. It's just a giant mirror scope and you're like, okay. We'll compare it to the size of a ship's cannon. It's around there. I think Chris is going to take a look at the documents with his experience with calligraphy and such letters. And Yeah. Please roll me an Arcana check. Arcana? Okay. I canna. Oh, that's a 12. Okay. Some of the writing is very foreign to you. It's in languages you don't understand. Some of it you can make out in common. And it looks like each sheet or area of wall is dedicated to something about a different plane of existence from the most you can tell. You're getting very little info on what they are based on your lack of planar studies and inability to read the languages. Do the tools or anything like that look like they might be for something other than human? They all like the, the size of where the tables were standing and chairs seem fairly human sized. Yeah. And I'm going to actually have you roll me an investigate as well while Ooh. you're looking over the papers. Okay. I'm going to look for any kind of secret paths or anything. Uh, I'm going to use a bit of luck. 
Okay. Is that your second point or your third point? Second point. That's better. That's a total of 20. I thought that was a 13 and it was a 19. Wow. So good. So what's your investigate? Uh, my investigate should be 22. 22, understood. So, uh, Chris, as you're looking over some of the paperwork, you're collecting what's not damaged. A lot of it has been completely ruined by the rain just like seeping into this tower, the wind blowing things away. And some of it looks like it was manually destroyed, like damaged intentionally. And when you pull some of them off the wall, you realize that these are all covering what looks like the carvings of eyes into the stone of the tower itself. And you keep pulling them down and they're everywhere. Every inch of the wall is covered with these carvings of eyes. What? Um, I'm sure you, well, I'm not imagining this. There are eyes... Literally, I look up everywhere. Like, <laughs> Why? The, the I, wall looks down at you. <laughs> and as you're looking around for like what might be a hidden compartment in the walls or maybe the floor or something, um, in studying, you realize it looks like the telescope was struck by lightning. The tip of it has been destroyed and the area around it is just scorched and some of it's been melted. And there's desks that have been tipped over and it looks like there were some bottles that have been smashed against the floor. Something manually moving things around quite aggressively but you do find a couple things still intact uh one of them is a vial that's still intact with a glowing white liquid in it and one of them is a uh you recognize a scroll case definitely one used to house a magical scroll that is it looks like it's brand new like immaculate Mm -hmm. just off the shelf uh somebody with a bit more arcane skill maybe take a look at this i will take a look i'm gonna go ahead and take a little finger of taste to that that potion see if i can surmise what the hell it is sure it is a arcana we'll say to test a magic potion of this nature okay well i was just trying to see if it was medical oh yeah yeah gotcha no uh okay go ahead and roll yeah because it could have side effects and 19 uh it's not poisonous and it is safe to imbibe but it definitely has a, a spell inside of the liquid and then this yes <laughs> actually uh, wait this is probably more hard area with your herbalism there that's potentially true yeah you can both give me Arcanas if you want to try to suss out the source of these powers. All right. Um, the tower is relatively small, isn't it? It's it's wide, but it doesn't go up very high. Okay. So from where they are, if you were in the base level, you wouldn't be super far away from each other? You could hear each other, but yeah, there'd be a lot of stone between you. Okay. Mm. It tastes like wool blanket. Uh, oh. Like, like, the, like you're rubbing wool together. This is what it tastes like. And actually, there's a, a little bit of like a spark on your tongue as you taste it. Oh. Oh. Uh. Um, do I get my herbalism proficiency or am I just rolling stri- flat arcana? arcana. Okay. Uh, 10. Uh, I'm going to inspire myself and telling myself, calm down, breathe one step at a time. Uh, last bit of luck. Why not? <laughs> That's so much better. That is 26. Okay. Um, you're certain that this is an arcane potion. You're not sure what the nature of it is yet, though. Okay. You can tell it's probably like a second or third level spell. Okay. Um, and this, you can tell by studying it briefly, is a brand new, like right off the shelf, scroll of remove curse. Ooh, I like this. This is awesome because now the party can start testing things just by like, oh, it's magic. Oh, let's see what it does. So you found the scroll and the potion, which is still a mystery to you. You don't find any secret compartments or hidden doors in this upper floor. Um, Anything that would be hidden is completely destroyed, maybe on the upper floors, but it's gone and toppled away. And the rain is starting to seep through as a storm is gently brewing around the coast. And uh, you hear what sounds like a deep, low rumble shake the entire tower. And it feels like it's coming from underground. 
Ugh, I hope this doesn't have something to do with the eye. Uh, Morty's hackles start to kind of rise up, and with the vibration from the earth, he's kind of in a freaked out mode. What? What is it? What's? He goes downstairs. Earth X will follow Morty. Uh, yep. Chris chases after him. Yeah. I, I try to hold everybody back. Formation. Same formation as before. Mm-hmm. All right. So Morty runs downstairs, and you see he's pawing at what looks like a wet, destroyed, waterlogged chunk of rug. And as he paws it away, there's clearly a stone doorway underneath it that can be moved mechanically with some sort of lever. Looks like somebody has to lift this. I look at Arvin. I'm not there. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Shit. <laughs> there was a there was a word, right? There was some kind of call. Charge! Uh, uh, you're all you're all together now. It was formation, but yeah, but uh, he's hanging back. Right, but you're all like an earshot. So if you turn and said, Arvid, Arvid, <laughs> there's all something right. very you related here. Okay, what do we got? Some some kind of disguise you need done, or it's like acrobatic feats. You remember a few weeks ago when we said we wanted you to carry large stone things? Uh, Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Arvid's always ready with like another plan. It's just (laughs) so touching. Okay, Arvid uses his strength, his manly, manly strength. Yeah, and when you find the latch, it indeed slides open, and you can see what looks like a uh, stone ladder that goes down into underneath the island, and the smell of seawater rises up out of it. All right, back into formation. Okay. Uh, you guys go down the ladder one at a time. Arvid having a more difficult time carrying Morty, but able to do it, wearing him like a shawl around your neck. <laughs> um, he stays very still, which he didn't used to. So his Good training boy. is improving. And you get to the bottom and you enter a natural underground cave, much larger than you would have thought based on the size of the island from the ocean. Uh, so it obviously kind of icebergs out and widens quite a bit. How wide are we talking? Uh, the passage you're in is about 15 feet across and 10 foot ceiling. Okay. Whenever we are in this, take wedge formation, me at front, you two behind me, Morty between the two of you just behind, you still at distance, da? Mm. Good. And uh, the bottom of the cave, you're standing in what feels like probably a foot of salt water, and it's very cold. There are small patches of stone and earth that kind of rise up out of it, so the formation of the cave is very natural and not man-made. I feel like I'm being pickled. Mm. And as you proceed onward... You start to go down further, and the water starts to get slightly deeper, up to maybe like a foot and a half. And I'm going to have everyone roll me a perception check. I've been getting shit. dog shit rolls on my perception. Can't be worse than mine. It was a, a one. Yeah. Total of ten. I guess that's a three. No. Sweet. Nope. Four. That is a solid one. Wow. Mine's a three. Ooh. <laughs> How you Seventeen. Get? Hey. Nice. Seventeen. All right, it's a very... I, I didn't know who it was going to happen to, but it's exciting. Arvid, you're in the back of the group, and they're all moving forward. And like I said, there's these little pockets of stone and earth that kind of rise up out of the seawater as you're treading forward carefully. The group is just slightly ahead of you, and you notice one of these ones that rises up just out of the water. It looks like it's soft dirt. It starts to, like, wiggle and vibrate just a little bit. And as you lean down to investigate it, it starts to, like, cave in, and this little tiny blue nose pokes out and this tiny blue baby dragonborn looks up at you and makes this sound (laughs) (laughs) and you bend down and pick up this tiny baby blue dragonborn and as you look at in its adorable baby blue eyes you can tell that it is imprinting upon you (laughs) 
storm. You doing okay? You need a tissue? Yeah, yeah, I think I just got me a sniffler. Well, you shouldn't have gone after that dire moose, not with the weather like this. Good meal. It was adorable. And delicious. Well, hang in there, big guy. We'll get you the clerics real soon. Nah, I just need a bit of the Nam Nam Skakatry stew and a nappy nap. It appears the Mortal Dawn are diving headfirst into the belly of the beast. Nah, they already done that. Literally. But they are going in bold to a spooky little island complete with, uh, what? Broken down runs? That's gotta be an 8 out of 10 on the hunting scale. And I bet they're wishing they had a Nexus team sailing ship to use instead of that dingy old raft, but kudos on them for improvising. It's true. Having a decent-sized boat makes any nautical adventure about 20 times easier. Nothing tests your nerve and the strength in your stomach like the untamed ocean. Speaking of, I want to take a minute to remind adventurers out there to make sure when you spend a prolonged journey at sea, or even just away from civilization, make sure you get tested at the local temple when you get back to town. One out of every ten heroes over the age of 35 who adventure on the high sea will have some experience with scurvy. It doesn't just affect dirty old pirates. If your vitamin C gets depleted enough, you could end up with swollen organs, bleeding gums, and big open sores. Did you know scurvy will even open up old wounds that have been long since healed? It's true. So get tested after being out at sea, or nature might just unzip you like a fanny pack. And for God's sake, bring some grapefruit. This message was brought to you by the Scurvy Prevention Adventuring Foundation. Well said, Storm. The LUQ is a proud partner with SPAF to make sure that our heroes stay safe out there. This episode and this SPAF message are made possible by our fantastic sponsors. Let's take a look at what they have to say. Hey folks, uh, welcome back to another special episode of Gitter Dungeon, where we are finishing our private tour of the Halls of Relocation, owned by my old pal, Baron Rathbone. Now, uh, this is one heck of an anti-chamber. You tell me about some of the artwork that we're looking at here, Baron. This tapestry depicts what priests of Temetin call the Great Relinquishing, showing the world's end as the threads of reality are released at last and unwind into pure chaos, painted in 351 AS. Ah, beautiful. And this floor rug is woven with the runes, telling a tale of the last eclipse as the Great Moon Barrier collapses, ushering in the endless darkness unite that which dwells below to rise up and conquer the above. Woven in 1510 AS. I'm seeing kind of an end of the world theme here. I love it, but I gotta ask. Ah, you want to know about the chandelier of bones? Nah, guilty as charged. It is constructed from the remains of an ancient primordial beast, now extinct. It is said to have once helped clothe the population of humanity, keeping them from overpopulating and destroying themselves. Let's proceed down this corridor. I gotta tell you, Baron, I'm a big fan of how unmarked the floors and ceiling are. Now, way too many times these kind of hallways are covered with imagery or embossments that just scream, there are traps here. Now, where was what we have here? Oh boy. Oh, that was a close one. Yes, these corridors house many secret collapsing pits. Whoa. I can't even see the bottom of this bad boy. How deep does this puppy go? Well, Bonerick, using a little dimensional magic, this pit technically doesn't have a bottom. It simply reverses the victim's descent and fires them back up again and repeats the process over and over until they reach terminal velocity and explode. Holy moly, ah, that's a mean one. And last but not least, Bonerick, I want to show you the inside of the vault. Oh, I've been waiting all day for this. Oh, wow. Ah, it's huge. Oh, the tasteful shelving is very well organized and clearly displays an importance of the relics herein. I'm particularly proud of my newest and most valuable acquisition, Ulrich. 
I believe I will treasure it for a very long time. Oh, hey, uh, that's great. Uh, what, uh, well, what is it? Oh, oh. Ah, well, folks, uh, when you're good, you're good. <laughs> I just got played like a deck of cards. Ah, but don't you worry about old Bonerick. I've gotten in and out of scarier crypts than this one. Ah, we all learned a valuable lesson here today. Yeah, but I'll be back next time for more Gitter Dungeon. Uh, exclusively on the Nexus Enterprise. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, all you cuties. Law here with the podcast mop to do some good old house cleaning. Uh, first of all, thank you all very much for every single listen we get. We really love knowing how many people are out there consuming our tasty fantasy pie. And we really hope those people like us enough to check out the LUQ.com and see all of our photo galleries and links to our social media. You can use those social media links to give us a shout out and check out more bonus content. And of course, there's a big, beautiful Patreon button on the website. If you're into it and you think that this kind of entertainment deserves to be paid for, that's where you can show us. Uh, we'll dump a big fat pile of cool D&D PDFs in your lap, like character sheets and magic items from the show, maps that I done made all good in Photoshop, and they're great for Roll20, or you can just print them out and use them at home. Bonus episodes, extra stuff. You can join the Discord and talk with us and look at memes that we share and talk about your cats or whatever you're into. <laughs> uh, you can also click on the Level Up Dice link while you're on the website to help us earn points with our cross-promotion we're doing with them. Uh, there's super dope-ass dice that are made out of things like rare stone and metal. Um, they're gorgeous. You should look at them and wear a bib when you do because they're very drool-inducing. And a huge thank you to all of the patrons. And the top of that pyramid is, of course, the legendary team. David Mladenoff, Maisie, Eerie Lunar Rose, Jack Phillips, Jen Finch, Zancam, Isaac Davies, Christian Wiseman, and Jeff Ammons. And don't forget, we're looking to reformat the legendary Patreon rank. We sent out a bunch of information on Patreon with fun ideas like forming teams of your own that you can vote on the names for, and they might even show up in the show. Maybe down the road we can work on logos and have rank battles or something. I don't know. It could be really cool. Who knows? But we'll figure it out together. Our one-year anniversary show is really soon for the LUQ, and we hope you all listen that day because it, uh, it's going to be pretty fun. I've been working on it all day, and I think it's going to be neato. Please send us your questions for the LUQ&A that we'll be doing maybe in February. Uh, you can either use email, admin at slapdashstudios.com, or again, reach us out on social media. If you're in the Portland area this weekend, the 24th through the 26th of January, is Wizard World at the convention center. And as many of you know, I'm part of the Orcs, 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 D&D group um we do pop up D, D things all over town 
I make food, I run games. Uh, we have a panel with them that's going to be on Saturday at 4.15. We don't really know our room or anything yet, but you can sure find it in the information booklets that are all over the convention hall. If you want to come say hi to Law, I'd love to see you there. Let me know you're a fan of the show, give you a shake of the hand, and maybe I'll try to bring some swag with me if I have any left from the last convention. That'd be a lot of fun, and I'd like to see that very much. And the last quick thing I want to ask, we know we do this a lot, but it really does help us out when you share the show with your friends. If you enjoy it and you love your friends, it makes sense that you would want them to enjoy things too. I mean, it can be really hard to get people to listen to a new D&D podcast that you present to them and make it stick because there's a lot of really cool people out there making shows about D&D and gaming. I think that's neat as hell, but it's really hard to pick which ones to tune into. So maybe just play them a commercial, let them know what makes us different, makes us funny, makes us, you know... A little sexy, maybe, even? Anyway, it's time to tuck you back into the adventure bed and send you back to questing Dreamland. So enjoy the action, my sweet babies. Take a belt of wealth or stealth, if coin is what you seek. Or perhaps, upon mishaps, your health has made you weak. To slip and slide or run and hide, you'll simply take a drink. Or from a sip, your mind could slip to the thoughts they think. Weak of thought, your tongue is not, but sinew, muscle, dull. But silver snide, your poisoned lies will dribble from your skull. Giant strength can't add the length you wish to brag and boast. But hunting game, a draught of flame will kill as well as roast. You are no elf, but on my shelf I've means to grant you grace. But there's no draught to stop the laughter, only save you face. Will it work? I'm but a clerk, no fate or fortune teller. But whate'er your plot, you could have aught from this, the drafty seller. Arvid is face-to-face with this tiny, squirming, newly-hatched blue dragonborn in the caves underneath an island outside of the gem coast of Alcara. And the party hears this sound from behind them as they turn and see the sight of Arvid holding this tiny baby in his hands. Silence in shock, just like, he's so perfect. It's so perfect. No, not at all. Look at how beautiful they are. Stop. Are the other ones around? Close its eyes. Close your own eyes and wait. What? I walk up and I put my hands on both of their eyes. This is not a baby. This thing just woke up. It's going to imprint. We cannot afford this. I don't know if there's... Artax, is there any kind of social uh, issues with this kind of thing? Uh, Baby dragonborn are much more animalistic than baby humans are. But it will learn eventually that, that Arved is not its mama. Arvid is not its papa. <laughs> I assume Broodmother would be not happy about this. Eh, better this than being dead. <laughs> Duh. Okay. Let's, let's go ahead and wrap this up. And I pull out a nice cloth and I wrap it around the baby, completely covering it. And just been like, nah, I'm going to not give this to you. Because you might have to get very serious in the morning. <gasps> give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. I want to hold I the had, baby. I hand it to Chris. <laughs> He's probably too cold over there. Oh. <laughs> oh. I'm going to look at the other mounds. Uh, you don't see any more that look like they're hiding an egg. These are just like stone formations. 
This one might have been either left behind or stuck aside intentionally. Bleat. Okay. Well, it looks like we're going to have to keep looking. Harithax, you can tell based just like quickly glancing at this baby that this is a little little smaller than your normal dragonborn. This mm. might be kind of like a runt or a very small weakling version. Okay. Well, it's, it's well matched for Arvid then. <laughs> and Chris, you feel just like this little bindle just like vibrating mm. and swirling around like a ferret in a sock. It's okay. Maybe better idea. We can't afford to have this baby out here. Marty. There is room upstairs, da? Understand? Can you take baby to the room and protect? Marty looks up the ladder. Arvid, mm-hmm. can you please hide the baby upstairs in the room and leave Morty behind to keep an eye on it? It cannot be down here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, nobody has some kind of way to make sure we know if something happens. Um, you know, sometimes magic users have, like, magic... You mean an alarm? Yeah. Not that I have. Okay. (laughs) You'll be able to tell us, Morty? Okay. Okay, I'll take them up there. You take Morty. I'll take take the baby. There's a spell like that, right? Yeah. Alarm. Alarm is a spell. Yeah, or like a glyph of warding, all kinds of stuff. I'll follow you. So tell me where to put it. Yeah. Arvid helps Morty get back up the ladder, and you find a safe little corner on the first floor where you can tuck this little tiny bindle, and Morty just kind of lays on top of it. (laughs) Keep the baby warm. And Morty just, like, puts his giant paws on top of the bindle as it's, like, wiggling, and he rests his chin on top of it. If anything comes that is not us, you make a bloody racket about it, yeah? (laughs) Right. Well, you make your way back down safely the ladder, and it seems very quiet up here. And you get back to where you were, the water starting to get deeper and deeper, and the cavern starts to open up much wider. And way down the passage, it's been very dark as you've been traveling along, so those of you with dark sight are definitely guiding along those without in your formation. Uh, there is kind of a wash of this prismatic light that's just faint down around some of the corners. Like many of the passages stem off and then reconverge. Before we get too far down, Haruthax is going to... Do you think I should cast water breathing on us before we get too far? It this, makes a noise to cast. This is a good idea. We're probably making enough noise as it is. It's not a problem. Okay. So I, I get out the, the conch and I, I give it a blue. All right. And as quietly as you can, you fill the cave with this. Oh. <laughs> honk. <laughs> honk. <laughs> Weak and distant honk. <laughs> but no, a very low tone kind of rumbles off of the stone and the group of you take what feels like a gasp for what is your last breath for just a fleeting moment. And then you realize like your head's a little light, but the salt air doesn't taste as bad as it did before. It almost feels kind of natural. For the record, you can still breathe air. It's not exclusively water breathing. (laughs) You don't have to like dunk your head. We didn't blame for this. It's not like the abolith curse. Right. Yeah. And as you continue down further, the stone starts to look a little more natural, like in parts, some of it was carved away. And you realize that as you get deeper, the carvings on the walls begin to be covered with eyes. Lots and lots of them. What? What is it with these eyes? Uh, eyes are a lot of things. In religious lore, in arcane lore, this could be anything. But since they said that these creatures are heavily religious, I'm thinking this could be some kind of symbol of their god. But why would their god be human? That might not be human. Sometimes eyes are universal. I mean, maybe it doesn't look like fish eye, but that doesn't mean it isn't uh, immediately recognized as one. Hmm. And you continue further towards the prismatic light. This could also be new god. Keep in mind, they are behaving unusually. This could be part of it. New? I think you just wrinkled my entire existence. A new god. New gods are born every day. What? All they require is belief. Ahem. 
Uh, sorry, guys. I just wanted to let you know I don't have any ideas. Ah, it's a pun. We talked about this before, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should just keep going. No, no, that was perfect. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm going to get another group perception check. Oh, I thought you were going to say I need another group. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need another group. I'm done. It's on the, it's on the list. <laughs> hey, this one didn't Natural suck. Natural 20. Woo, woo, woo. 24. Wow. 11. 17. All right. Well, most of you here coming from the further passage, you realize the deeper you get, the taller the ceilings get. And there are many shadows above you. You hear a kind of clicking and skittering coming from above you in the caves. And dark shapes begin to slowly descend down the walls. Some of them move like humanoids, walking on their palms of their hands and their knees, climbing down the wall. One of them is much larger than the others. And as they come into view, you see these very almost bulbous, dark purple insectoid humanoids with the long fingertips that almost look like spider legs and mandibles that face you as their heads tilt at an unnatural angle, eyeing you as they climb down the wall. And one of them is much larger. It looks like a full-sized spider, like a horse-sized body of a spider, but with a kind of humanoid head with large mandibles and ten eyes and long forelimbs, and they begin chittering and like communicating and filling the air with this really strange... <laughs> oh, bloody hell. Are they have they noticed us? They seem to be looking intently at you and communicating with each other. Fuck. What do we what do we do? Does anybody speak bug? No. I thought surely you'd be the spider master. Yeah. These are not the riders. The largest of the group slowly begins to descend on a very thick gossamer strand of spider silk. Careful, I say to it. And it's moving its hands like it's trying to gesture towards your group in some way. And it makes a circle with its fingers. I reach into the pocket and I pull out the stone circle. And it makes a kind of a more oblong shaped circle with its fingers. Love this. We're not giving you our eyes. <laughs> Egg? I don't have any eggs in my pack. And you see it like strangely with these long forelimbs kind of rub its stomach area and it looks like it had like a large pouch there that's empty and it's rubbing it like mournfully oh its babies are gone too do you understand us and it waves its hand and a little arcane rune like flashes in the air i'll take that as a yes yes oh there it is were your children taken Legs stolen by the fishman. Where are these fishmen? Pointing further down the passage. They are in pain. They reap constantly. The eggs of the fishmen. The fishmen. Why do they weep? They are in pain from the suffering in their minds. Is this the eye? Is this what causes the suffering? The eye controls the hand that holds the leash. They say there is something bigger at play. This is not just Gotoa doing what they do. Oh, yes. This one comes from egg. You do not. Why come for fishmen? We come because of money. <sighs> we come to save children. We come because of money, and it happens that we want to save children. 
We come to kill those who steal our young. Well, how about we maybe hold off on that until we find out more information, and if it turns out that they are just young stealers, then you can do whatever you want. We are not alone here. Humans, lizard man. They don't know. It's I, I look at it and I point at myself and I look at the others. Human? It points down the cave. Fishman. And then it points towards another passage. Dry cream. And then it points up into a huge lofty carry area of cavern. Harpy. Come for eggs. Thrycreen, harpy, and these things are all here for eggs that have all been stolen by the fish. What is a what is a thrycreen? No idea, but I'm guessing something that lays eggs. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. We attack soon. Make your moves you wish. Then we kill. Whatever has done this is probably capable of fighting back. Before you go ahead and lose your own lives, why don't you give us more than a little bit of time? It might be in your best interest. If uh, a threat comes in, guns blazing, they might destroy the egg. Y'all, you might save it. Y'all trying to persuade him? Yes. Yes. Okay. I would love a persuasion check, though. I'll do it! <laughs> Wait, you don't want me to do it with my eight, eight charisma? Look, it's mine's shit. plus seven. <laughs> seven! Okay, that's 20 total. Okay. We give you some time, but we fear they may be harming our young. Go now. There is one human, many fishmen. And that would be the holder of the leash, I think. Let's hurry, da? Mm-hmm. And as you continue on, you see down the passages, you look one way and there's these very, very tall, like nine foot tall insectoid humans uh, with folded forearms and long double blades in their hands that eye you as you pass, like they're standing and waiting. Soldiers of some kind, they look like they're right out of the desert. And you hear the sounds of some squawking up in some of the taller parts of the caves, an occasional like feather floating down. I thought the Thrycreen were super short. These Thrycreen are very tall. Spooky. <laughs> yeah. God, that's way scarier. <laughs> Jesus. Mm-hmm. And uh, the passage opens up and you see a very brightly lit cavern. Um, there is a stone circle with almost like fish fins carved into the stone surrounding it in a triangle. And there are eyes carved into every surface of the stone in this dome-like cavity. There is a group of fishmen, the Kiwatoa, in this waist-deep water that are sort of milling about. They're moving stones out of the way. And around the stone circle, there are piles of perfectly neatly stacked eggs. One of them has a stack of three. One of them is just like this sack that is clearly full of tiny glistening eggs. A couple of them are just huge. And then there's like this nest with several large bird-sized eggs. And there's a human running around the outside of the cave. Looks like very quickly carving these eyes into the wall with a chisel. They're very young and they're dressed in Alcaran robes. I take out my crossbow and I point it at them. Click. And the click kind of fills the air. And this young Alcaran human uh, with a shaved head and tattoos all over the top of their head. Almost hard to distinguish their age. Maybe a teenager. Looks to you in passing and the look of madness is just deep in their eyes. The only distinguishing thing they have on them other than a chisel and a hammer is they're wearing this kind of bracelet that looks like it's made of driftwood wrapped around their forearm. Say, no time, no time. It turns and ching, 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 ching. I give you three seconds to drop drop the chisel and stop. Ching, ching, ching. Three. They seem to be in a state of absolute insanity. One. I look at them. You you don't want me to go just grab him or something? If that's what you want to do. Yeah. Herutax will just make a fire motion with their fingers. Yeah. I'll shoot him in the hand. All right, uh, go ahead and roll me an attack check. 
Not, not, not at all. Not right. at all. Um, they drop the chisel as an arrow ricochets off the wall and uh, explodes on the stone and they just fall back in panic and grab their chest. <laughs> Maybe subdue him. I look at Arvin. I'd like to subdue him. You know, just move up and grab him. Run up and yeah, like he's small, right? He's a little guy. Yeah. Oh, he's a, he's like a young teen, maybe like 13, 14. Yeah, just like with little toddlers or whatever. Just grab him and pull grab his that arms youth. Around <laughs> yeah. Um, you know? Go ahead and roll me an athletics check to grab the kid. That's 11. And yeah, you easily. I'm going to roll, but I know what their bonus is, and it's not going to be good. Sorry, it was 12. I thought I had plus five. I have a plus six. Uh, I got a 10. So cool. Nice. The child is weak. Um, and as you give them in like a nice body lock, they say, stop, please. I'm trying to help us. You have no idea what you're doing. Help who? Everyone on this plane of existence. What do you mean? Let him go. I'd rather trust him. And uh, I don't know. I mean, what else do we do? Huh? Wait, what if he's totally crazy and he's just going to smash these eggs up for some ritual that he's chiseling something? Do I don't know what for. And you see like a dim light starting to like pulse out from this bracelet of driftwood and all of the Kiwatoa like look in agony, like something's forcing their heads to turn and like reaching down for these weapons that they have, but they don't like they're fighting it. And these tears are just streaming down oh. their cheeks. Break it. He told me to break the thing. I guess uh, I'll try to break it. Yeah. Go ahead and roll me a strength check. Um, yeah, that's a four plus. Jesus. Yeah. You're, you've got him in like a wrist lock, but this is not breaking that easily. Yeah. He says, listen to me. Something really, really bad could be coming. And I'm trying to do a ritual to keep it away. Does it cost eggs? Yes. Well, then we're not going to sacrifice children for some crazy kid's intentions. Everyone on the material realm for a couple of eggs? On the promise of an idiot child who is too stupid to argue? Not me, a power that's been around since before any of us. Why are you the only person fighting against this power? It chose me. Who is it? Who? It doesn't have a name. Oh, so we're supposed to trust nameless, mindless deity from child who is carving eyes into wall? Yeah, I'm sure this is great. The plane of Ayaru was destroyed. The plane of the Frigid Expanse was destroyed. The plane of Salvarax was destroyed. They didn't just end, they were consumed from the inside. And that could happen here, unless this thing can put up a barrier. Based off of no information, no evidence, except the hearsay of what is obviously a disturbed child, I understand that we might be making the worst decision of our lives, but the fact is, without information, we are forced to make that decision. Artyom Salvarax was destroyed. Duh. Anybody who has put any effort into learning about the planes knows this. Um, Law, with my staff of the witness, mm -hmm. I, I've got see invisibility, remove blindness, and arcane sight. Would any mm -hmm. of those do anything in this situation? I, remove blindness wouldn't. Yeah, go ahead and you can cast arcane sight if you want. Okay, I'll do that. And it just takes an action. Sure. And you can see um, immediately like where the source of this light is, almost like unseen to a normal eye. Mm -hmm. um, in the center of this stone circle, there's what looks like just a rip like a glowing rip in reality that's emitting out this prismatic light. And it seems to be like pulling and shifting in each direction, kind of like towards these stacks of eggs. Is it getting bigger? Uh, it seems like there's something like pushing at like a thin fabric. It's probably a bit of a stretch. Can I tell if his ritual is enlarging or containing this breach? Uh, it looks like there's, uh, this is like uh, a welcoming mat. <laughs> okay. Oh, Artyom, I don't think he knows what he's doing. I think he's opening a gate, not closing one. That's what I thought. What do you say to that? 
I say that it's worth the risk if the degs and the people in this cave die if it saves us all. Unless what you're doing brings the thing you're afraid of. The thing that I'm afraid of can't hurt us. The gods what? trapped it eons ago. It just wants to open its eye. It wants to see. Oh, yes. And the no. thing that gods trapped eons ago and wants to see, usually you don't want it to see. I, you, <laughs> I pass my staff of the witness to Arvid. Mm-hmm. At the top of the staff of the witness is a gem-carved eye. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm going to hand it to Arvid and I'm going to say, Arvid, now's your chance. Disguise yourself. Claim them. Claim I'm going to be the thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> While that's happening, I'm just going to walk up and take the bracelet off of him. Okay. Um, it unlatches. And as it pulls off, it feels like it's like grown somewhat into his wrist. Whew. And as you rip it off, it just kind of falls into dead driftwood and crumples to pieces. And you see all the Kiwatoa like, <sighs> now they have their weapons looking at this child angrily. And he says, you ruined everything. Duh, when I do it again. <laughs> what about you? And I point to the fish. <laughs> Whoever looks like a leader. Right. Um, they all look very equal in rank. And they look like they're ready to just get out of here. They have an angry glare at this child. If you run, they will kill you as you run through the halls. All the things you stole these from, they're waiting for you. So don't go anywhere. And you can start to see like dark shapes starting to like fill some of the cavities of things just like watching you in this transaction. Insectoid eyes from the ceilings and... Look, I might be a team leader. That does not mean I am, I am religious leader or decision maker for the entire universe. What uh, what do we do from here? I I want to at least give people their eggs back. Before we do that, do we have time? I, I'm going to look at this. Well, you know better than I do. I'm looking at heart attacks. Do we have time? What's happening with this rift right now? If we stop the ritual, it may contain it, but I think events may have been set in motion. We need to try and do something. I Oh, no. I might be able to do something. I don't know. I look at the kid. What kind of time limit do we have right now? By your standards. If it shows up and it doesn't have the eggs. Uh, Mr. DM. Yes? Is uh, the thing inside me reacting right now? Always. Always. Is it especially reacting? It can sense a strong source of magic in the area. I don't want to use my power. I'm scared. I might be able to dispel this rift i don't know it's a it's a ritual circle we could just break it don't worry it won't come to that if we can help it (sighs) is the rift getting bigger is it doing it seems like it's slowly creeping its way towards the eggs like whatever is that it like is something around like pushing towards these threads let's get the eggs out of here yes yeah moving everybody just (laughs) just (laughs) moving i'm going straight for them them dragon eggs and when you guys move towards the eggs the kiwatoa all move to the far sides of the room and the room is then flooded with these creatures that all come charging for their eggs these spider Mm -hmm. creatures are descending from the ceiling and scooping up these egg sacks the harpies are swooping down i will tell them i'll I'll pass them the eggs but say hold wait please <laughs> I'm just like freaking out right now, and Arjun looks obviously scared. Like he doesn't know what to do. Uh, I'm still holding the boy. Yeah, you need to give us more information if you expect us to do anything about this. It just wants to watch us, and it can use the barrier that holds it at bay to keep whatever it is that's destroying these dimensions at bay. Uh, that sounds an awful lot like the lies of some evil god. I've known it for so long; it wouldn't lie to me. How long? You haven't watched much media, have you? (laughs) 
I've been studying magic since I was three. And what makes you think it is not exactly what you were trying to stop? It's It's been around for so long. If it had the power to destroy the world, it would have. It's strong enough, it's being held away. Unless all it needed to do was this ritual. I don't have the power to break the gods' gifts. Artyom, can you buy me a moment? The I'm going to start casting Augury. Okay. Takes a minute to cast. Sure. So, But I'm going to start casting Augury while this is happening. And there's a circle of Thrykreen and Harpies and Edder Caps all just standing, like staring down each other, staring down the Kuatoa weapons out, and this child writhing in your arms, freaking out, telling you that it's just trying to help everybody. <sighs> while he's doing that, I'm going to keep trying to exp- get the kid to explain things to me. Maybe it's a bad idea, but I think I might start an unearthly chorus and befriend the kid as an effort to uh, be another kind of voice in his head. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. Uh, I got a 15. And my spell save is 15, so what happens? So I, that's a meet. Yeah. I thought it, I didn't know what your DC was when you leveled. Wait, but isn't there something else I can do to that? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, you can continue with persuasion checks and things. So listen, when I was a baby, it shows me. She who starves for a circle enclosed... The stranger in saffron rags. Do I know this? Nothing. Uh, can I roll knowledge religion? Sure. <laughs> nope. <laughs> this is a very weird, obscure language to you. None of this sounds like a good thing. I know what the good gods sound like. Believe me. And it's I put not my a hand god. In. It is. Anything that is extra planet that demands worship is a god. It just wants to see... So as time goes by and the chorus gets louder, I'm mm-hmm. going to try again. Mm. I have 10 minutes of earthly chorus. Sure. So I don't know how this actually works. Uh, that is a 21. <laughs> All right. So how's the ritual going? We only have a couple of minutes left to make a choice. You have to listen to me. I understand. I understand exactly what they're talking about. Believe me, I've read enough about these things to know what they look like. Nothing that the gods seal away is safe or good. I know you've probably read a lot, but I promise I've read more about this. Da, maybe you have. But if this is the kind of information that is as occult and as far away as you're claiming it is, then presumably it is hidden for a reason. This is the first thing that it's asked of me. It's protected me my whole life. The smartest creatures wait. They ask nothing until they need something. It sounds kind of similar to some stories I've heard about, um... Why you don't let young children stay with uh, distant relatives. Um. <laughs> this, is, this is cults. This is every, every example of brainwashing. This is how it happens. Mm. They insinuate themselves as something pleasant and something positive, and then they ask nothing until suddenly you're doing things you never thought you could. So let's check in on the augury ritual. Oh, yeah. Does it complete? Yes. All right. So the moment it completes, Saruthax's eyes roll white and their head tips back. And the specific course of action that I ask the fates about is if we take the eggs and break the ritual circle, we'll woe both or nothing. All right. That's not so bad. (laughs) (laughs) It's not just woe. So So the chorus is a bit stronger. We're trying in. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's a fail. (sighs) I assume this is not the only time something like this will occur. I, unless you kill me, I'm going to try again. I understand, but maybe we can try this a little differently. If you don't mind, allow me. I'd like to persuade him to calm down, think a minute, that we might be right. 
what does he say? Is he still going mad? Is he showing less madness? He's like calm down, but you see just like a wash of intense failure. You're not a failure. <sighs> what? Break the circle. Wheel and woe both. It's not all bad, but it isn't all good. Arvid? Okay. Look, if you think you can do this again, give us time to do some research. Give us time to learn whether or not you're telling the truth. Whether this thing is maybe actually dangerous for all of us. And then, if it is necessary, we can find a way to do this without sacrificing lives of unwilling children. Maybe. We had two minutes. It's running out. I'm going to run over there with my sword and start breaking that shit. (laughs) The rift you said was emitting light. Mm Mm-hmm. All of the eggs have been moved out of the ritual circle, right? Yes. Okay. At this point now. How big is the ritual circle radius wise? Uh, It's about a 20 foot circle of stone. Okay. And since the eggs have been removed, you can see that like this tear is getting much narrower. There's nothing starting to get darker. There's nothing in there anymore. It seems like whatever was like sniffing around or pushing around Mm -hmm. doesn't have anything luring it out anymore. Haruthax is going to stand up and cast hunger of Hadar in the middle of the circle and just quench all light and existence in the middle. Sure. So the hunger of Hadar pulls down what remaining parts of the stone are still erect and crushes them to nothing. And it seems like whatever this tear of light was just gets swallowed by the darkness. It was too weak to maintain itself any longer. And the absence of the eggs robs this room of any kind of ritualistic magic. You still feel the eyes upon you, but there's no sort of strange cosmic gateway opening. I'm going to, as quietly or as subtly as possible, ready a fireball. Okay. I'm going to turn to all the creatures. They're holding their eggs very stoically. No doubt you want to hurt this child. Ask yourself if it's worth dying for. And the creatures all look to each other. He is an idiot who made a poor mistake under the guidance of a false god. You get the sense that only the Edercaps understand you, but it seems like the Thrykreen in particular aren't looking to hurt anyone. They just wanted to get their eggs back. And once the harpies have them, they're ready to get out of here. Cool. And I'll gesture for them to fuck off. <laughs> right. They swoop up into the darkness and disappear as the Thrykreen grab their heavy, almost like stone eggs under their hands and quietly, like deadly quietly, just step out of the cavern. Anybody lingering? The Ettercaps take their time as they back away and the mother one seems to have pushed the egg sack back into her pouch. I close my hands again. Spooky. <laughs> he says, listen. My name is Zancam, and I've been studying with the House of the Basilisk since I was a child, but they thought I was mad too. I had to leave. I've been on my own for so long, and the eyes have protected me. Look, you're not on your own anymore. We're going to be taking you back in, but we're not going to take you to prison, huh? Yeah. Huh? yeah. We have the eggs for all of the dragonborn, and they're not going to be angry at you. We just have to keep you under wraps for a little while while we can give it some time to research. I've stolen so much. Wait, how many times have you done this? Eggs, no. not That was that was a new idea. I've just, from my research, everything that you saw, I've taken valuable potions and rings and sold them to buy my equipment. Eh, theft my studies. No, theft is no big deal. We can work around this. The uh, House of the Basilisk mm-hmm. will take my head. They will. It's more of an honor thing. Not if he's already dead. Maybe I can teach him to disguise himself so he doesn't have to worry about the dangers of the world coming back at him. It is not hard for us to simply say that he was devoured by all these creatures. Hmm. That the moment we broke the circle, it was destroyed. I think the House of the Basilisk watches the League. This is never going to air. Do you think that League Ultimate Questing is going to allow us to be complicit in something like this without hiding it? Eh, 
It's 50-50. Alternatively, I look to uh, the sky, the Reginald. You see, like, a... is there any way not to broadcast this? Everything got very dark for a moment. Mm. Oh, that's unfortunate. There was interesting things happening, but whatever. Mm-hmm. The kid holds his hands up and says, I give up. Just either take me back to get my head cut off or don't go back to the city. If they see me there, I'm dead. I have another plan. Oh. I'm going to take him to the, vi- to the Vipers. Mm-hmm. 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 That's cool. Mm-hmm. At least to hold him until we can figure out what we're going to do. All right. So what does the mortal dawn do as they leave this ominous cavity filled with eyes under the earth? The ritual has ended and the eggs have been returned. We will keep our promise and return the raft. Nice. With a gift mm. or at least a, a request. <laughs> Was the little runt boy one of the eggs total? There are three that were in the stack, three full-sized dragonborn eggs, and the other one was a runty egg that looked almost dead, hatched and it was early. left behind. Oh, mm. yeah. It hatched early. Yeah, and as you guys go back up to uh, into the main room, you see this little baby has climbed out of its bindle, and it's just like on Morty's back, climbing around, <laughs> like, using him as like a little jungle gym. Aww. Yeah, Morty seems to have been keeping it quite safe. And you raft back to the Bimanatosis. You return with a child. What? This uh, child was uh, kidnapped. Uh, we need him to be watched temporarily. He was, um, let's say, brainwashed, and there's a flight risk. Oh, dear. He may have magical power. Be wary. We'll be back for him as soon as we're done with the mission. Now we are square. <laughs> Duh. And you successfully return the three eggs to the villa. The matron is ecstatic to get her three living eggs back and is shocked to see that one of them hatched, but takes the baby eagerly, and it kind of worms away from her now and then. Um, and it keeps locking its eyes to Arvid. Just... Uh, fanning chest. The imprint is very strong on the young ones, but they age quickly. When he gets his full mind, he will know who his mother is. But you can always come and visit the little one. Perhaps I will name him Arvid. <laughs> that is very cute. Keep an eye out for fetishism in older age. What? Fearbulk fetishism. Da? Yeah. yeah. Growing up with a uh, familial attachment or something that is not your own, this uh, often leads to sexual dysfunction. I'm sorry? Did this not occur to <laughs> Did this not occur to any of you? Look, I will have sex with anything. It's fine. <laughs> you have our great thanks. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the Azure Drakkar will remember you all. Thank you, Shadow Scale. Thank you, Mortal Dawn. Our children are safe thanks to you. Broodmother. Do you know anything of the tragedy that ended Silverax? I do not. Hmm. It's all right. I know someone who might. All right. So the mortal dawn will return to the villa. You meet up with Maven. He's very excited to see you. And, of course, ask some questions about how your quest went. I've had a great time here with the hob. He's been very generous to me. But let's go back to Lucinilli. I think we've got more business to deal with and the invitationals to prepare for. Duh. Good job, everyone. That's another success, and there will soon be more money in our bank. And Hob Hakim is like, you did very well. I will be sure to tell all of my friends of the Mortal Dawns working for me to do a good job. Blessings. Chris will just look at him. And yes, please uh, keep me well and safe. But of course, my friends. Hmm. As we're leaving the villa, I reach mm-hmm. over and I pull Maven aside. We have a little package that we need to get there surreptitiously. Oh, I see. Hmm. It might be best done without the league interference. Understood. Well, the quest is over. I give him the general coordinates, and I mm-hmm. ask him just however you feel appropriate to get this package back to us. 
Ah, uh, yes, I'll take care of it. It might be a bit via seafaring, but I have made just enough connections that I think I can handle this. Good. I'll see you all in about a week. Bye, Maven! You all leave the capital of Den Mazir late in the evening. The streets at night have a much different energy than they did during the daytime, especially traveling by yourselves. And the oppressive heat of the desert's been replaced with a nice silent cool as a giant pale blue moon hangs overhead. The Mortal Dawn makes their way back to the teleportation outpost on the outskirts of the city, but before they go home, they have to make a quick detour for a previous engagement. Soon, though, fate will find them back at their home and base, the Lounge of Ultimate Questing, where, to their surprise, they will find someone dead. Being able to throw a knife through a wolf's skull at 50 feet away is a good skill to have. Being able to open up a hole to the plate of fire and scorch your foes is a good skill to have. But there's no skill more crucial to success of a questing team than keeping your cool under pressure. The Mortal Dawn has formed a kind of tense alliance with a handful of egg-laying species, all here to reclaim their stolen young. And with a bit of quick thinking and dangerous diplomacy, they've managed to put the brakes on a mysterious extra-planar arrival. Looks like all them weirdo monsters got their babies back. That feels pretty good. Even the spookiest dookiest don't deserve to have their kids stolen. Well, even if a little unconventional, they've got another win on the books, just in time for the 15th Annual LUQ Invitational, where they're sure to face challenges unlike any they've seen before. I'm so goddamn hyped for the Invitational. I have to say something to the teams real quick. Teams, you're representing the 15th year of the League of Ultimate Questing. You're each the best of the best of your ranking. The time has come to show us and the fans what you're made of. Sharpen your swords. Practice your spells. Tighten all the extra decorative belts and straps you got all over your weird little armor. I want to see fire. I want to see teamwork. I want to see courage and tenacity. Bring your A-game or feel the fame shame. Wow. Storm, I I have chills. I, I thought I was excited before, but now I feel it. I I'm feeling it. Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Folks, if you're not feeling hyped up now, you might want to check your pulse. No offense to our undead fans. In the meantime, stay tuned to the Nexus Enterprise. Watch the replays, see the teams getting ready to face the challenges of their lifetime, and prepare yourself for the Invitational in just two weeks, right here on the League of Ultimate Questing. Oh my god, I hope it's not our chef. <laughs> it's fucking, it better not be fucking... Uh, Your uncle? Law's been trying to kill Jean-Pierre since, like, episode three. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, the assassins on the boat tried to kill Jean-Pierre, remember? Uh, Zach saved him because he's a chef. Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, so that's the wrap, folks. That's it. That's it, go home. I am going to introduce our players, starting with myself. Uh, my name is Sam, and I play Arvid Ulfmund, the Drewbarb. Uh, next. Mother to all. <laughs> Mother to all. Mother slash father slash The, the mama dad. The yeah. mama daddy. Mm. The mad. Oh, we also now have that horse. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's going to be fun. I really like the name Charlie, but afterwards in my head I was like, oh, no, Charlie Horse, it was not intentional like that. <laughs> I, oh, I really thought you were intending that from the start. I would have bet money that was crazy intentional. Yeah. yeah. Right? I, um, I thought it was a Charlie the Unicorn same. reference. Or, or an all dogs go to heaven thing. So can you go back with every instance of me saying Charlie <laughs> and, and instead insert here, Maurice. Okay, there we go. Maurice. <laughs> what? I'll call him Maurice. That's 
That's like a joke about editing. I'm sorry. We'll, we'll probably work together to decide the name. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Sam Arvid, that's me. Go on. I'm Michael. I play Haruthax. I suggested the marvelous Mr. Dread for the horse. <laughs> I like that. Oh, I'm Alante, and I, I play Chris Zagran, the resident. Re- Wait, what, what, what do we say? The Slow resident. Re- the resident. Resonant. Revenant. There we go. <laughs> God, that is so much harder than I thought it would That's be. That's a rough one. Huh. I'm Zach. I play Artem Volkov. I am also the technical director and a bunch of other shit for Slapdash Studios. I also want to take a moment and thank Tori Christensen for editing so much and doing so awesome. Notorious. Woo! Nice harmony. <laughs> My name is Law. I'm the Dungeon Master. <laughs> I was coming down off a notorious side. I'm also the creative director of Slapdash Studios. Yep. So the, that's the team. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. And you know about all the places where you can find us on social media. It's like all of them, honestly, except for like Snapchat or whatever. Uh, same with <laughs> Snapchat. <laughs> I love the idea of some, one of us just being Snapchat all the time. Oh, and, and TikTok, yeah, we're and TikTok, sorry. Oh, I'll start making TikToks. I'm, I feel like old enough that it'll be like a little bit like Hillary Clinton cringy, you know? Um, <laughs> Very specific kind of cringy. Wow. I don't know where this outro is going anymore. <laughs> Amazing outro. It's cold. One for the books. These episodes are getting longer. <laughs> sorry. Um, so yeah, you, you can get us on pretty much any of your social media platforms, standard ones, and same with uh, finding the podcast. If wherever you're listening to it now, if you have a preferred space to listen to it on, we're probably there. Uh, and then there's, of course, the main website, slapdashstudios.com. That has links to extra places, like if you were looking for our Patreon. You know, we have a ton of really great people donating to us on Patreon. So The coolest people. <laughs> a smoochie your fizz, I love you. <laughs> yes. On Patreon, you can get extra bonus gifts if you're looking for stuff like that. Cool stuff. Yeah. And uh, you may also be interested in another podcast, the D20 Questions. That's Law and Zach and special guests who are, what were you saying? The nerd, geekiest boys. Nerd moguls? The geek yeah, boys. geek moguls. Yeah. Mogul. <laughs> yep. I feel like I missed one thing. Oh, yeah. You you didn't give any of the actual places to find them on social media? No, but it's like every, you know, it's like Facebook and like... At Slap the Dash on Twitter and Instagram or Slap Dash Studios on Facebook. We're finally popular enough that if you just look up Slash Dash... Slap Dash... Slash Dash... Slash Dash Bash Crash. Then you will probably find us, honestly, on any of these. You can just Google us. It happens. Yeah, it didn't used to. Tell you what pretty great we are are rising in those ranks oh man you guys are gonna have to cut a lot of this um we love you guys thank you for listening um and come back continue listening so we can grow and quest together also share us a whole bunch please thank you share it we wish you luck bye (laughs) (laughs) oh man i love that wow i loved it